0: I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. I'm Patrick Cushman. And you're listening to Penske Material.
1: You are aware that uh, Penske is interested in me. It's showtime. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Ooh, let's go racing today, boys. yeah. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. Nice to meet If you don't like that kind of racing, don't even watch. Kyle Busch is an ass. <sighs> you're not Penske Material.
0: Welcome back to another edition of Penske Material. I am Mitchell Kaminsky, alongside me Patrick Cushman. As always, uh, Talladega this weekend, uh, another wild weekend uh, for the sport. Concussions, running rampant. We have three now full-time drivers probably going to be out at the Roval. Uh, The drivers are not happy with the new car. Uh, An interesting Talladega race. They ran two lanes almost the entire time. We were waiting for a wreck that... Never came, um, and all AJ Allmendinger wins the Xfinity race. So all of that and more coming up. Um, Pat, how are you doing this week?
1: I'm doing well, Mitch. Uh, of course, going into the Charlotte rollable I think this is what separates the man from the boys. Round of 16 to get to the round of 12, kind of just need one good race and no DNFs. Um, but to get to the round of the eight, round of eight, that's when you see championship contenders. Um, and I think we'll see who the contenders are um, on Sunday. Who's going to come out to play? Who's going to make a big um, a big stand in Charlotte?
0: It'll definitely be an interesting one for sure. And we're going to have kind of an unusual eight a- as it stands. I don't think a whole lot of people would have had Daniel Suarez in the round of eight. He's in a really good position here. We might only get one Gibbs car, which is almost unheard of. Uh, in the round of eight so it's definitely going to shape up I, I think out of all the elimination races uh at least, including like the round of eight one at martinsville because like we've seen how they've raced at the short tracks this is going to be the most intriguing one kind of a wild car race because it's a road course uh i think the roval is one of the better road courses on the schedule besides walking Glen. i would argue and obviously you get more drama with this one so i'm excited for it i, I think it's going to be um, a fun one for sure. Uh, let's start. You know, we'll go through the weekend because there's some storylines throughout the entire uh, week. We'll start with the trucks. Matt Bien... Uh, Bien- Jesus Christ. Can't even tell. Benedetto? Benedetto? The Benedetto. Benedetto? Jesus Christ. Can't even, uh, old old Matty, Uh He wins the truck race. Little bit of controversy at the end there. They threw the caution with 200, like almost 200 yards away from the uh, checkered. Uh, The start-finish line, Um, so kind of controversy, and uh, old Matty D uh, went below, I I think he, he some people were saying he was like too low below the line, and the 99 car pushed him down there, so he shouldn't have counted, so a lot of people were up in arms saying it was kind of a a BS win, the caution was thrown too early, should have let him race to the line. Uh, What did you think of of the whole race in general?
1: Yeah, and I've been, I'm a big Matty D fan, big supporter of his, um, through the ups and through the downs. Um, no one deserves a win more than this guy. This guy is full of talent. Um, was driving cars at Wood Brothers. And people say because they're Penske-affiliated that, oh, it's a Penske car. It's Penske's fourth car. Look at what Harrison Burton's doing. It's not a Penske fourth car. They're getting the, they're giving, you know, the stuff that Penske's throwing away. They're rummaging through the garbage for parts. Um, from his time at Levine Family Racing... Um, to his time at Go Fast Racing. Um, he's gotten kind of always the short end of the stick. Um, some of his political commentary has also hurt his career. Um, but good on Matty D. Should they have raced to the line? Yes, they should have. Um, kind of the same thing with that happened at Daytona uh, with Zane Smith. He ended up winning twice almost because they threw a yellow probably like 10 feet before they got the white flag. Um, but yeah, it was a crazy race. It was a fun race. I think it was the best race out of the weekend, to be honest. Um, good to see some uh, trucks that you don't usually see up front. Up front, Haley Deegan scored a top 10. So I thought it was a good race Race for the trucks.
0: Here's who I'd like to talk about. Carson Hosevar is making an ass of himself each week in the truck series, I think they need to park him for the rest of the year. He's becoming the Carson host of our show out there. I mean, we saw, we went to the IRP race in Indianapolis, and he nearly, you know, he spins a guy out during green, clearly on purpose. Uh, He spins another guy out today. I, I mean, and he's like a lap down too when he's spinning out to try and get the lucky dog. Each week he is causing problems. Um, and I'll be honest, I think it's kind of ruining the truck series. The, the truck series has a reputation for just people wrecking each other and, <laughs> and acting like a bunch of jackasses. And I think he's kind of the leader of the circus out there. I, I think that NASCAR needs to park him because there's some talented drivers in there. And it gets a bad name because of you know, it's the shit that Carson Ossofar is doing on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, he spun on purpose to get the caution because he had a tire going down. Probably could have limped it back to pit road and been two laps down, lap maybe probably two laps down, and um, so what does he do? He spins himself off and then he just parks it, and then right when they throw the caution, he fires it back up and drives to pit road, so he stays on the lead lap. I agree, Mitch. Is that you know the truck series is it's a bunch of rich kids racing with daddy's money. Um, now I think there is a lot of talent in the truck series, and we're seeing that in the playoffs. But things, like you say, things like what Carson Hosef is doing is not helping.
0: Uh, finally, I guess with the trucks, kind of mini news that just came out today, Haley Deegan getting an Xfinity ride for the uh, next next weekend. Um I mean, not surprising. I think this is a classic case that you're saying, you know, it's all about advertising. Does she deserve to have an Xfinity ride? No. Is she going to get one before a lot of people? Yes, because she brings in sponsors. She's a fan favorite, despite the fact she's only scored three top tens in a pretty good ride in the past two years in the truck series. Uh, So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think... If I had to lay my money down, I know who is not finishing inside the top twenty of this uh, this race. But we'll see. I, you know, I want her to do well.
1: For Vegas, it's not for the or for the
0: Vegas Yes, yes, that's right, that's right. But I mean, I don't know, man. I I I find that I mean it's not surprising, but like she doesn't deserve an Xfinity ride, and she's probably going to get a full time ride probably next year or the year after that, realistically.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's an SS green light. Um. It depends. Is it going to be the one that Cole Cusser drives or the one that Joe Graff Jr. drives? Because Cusser won in his SS Greenlight um, car that he had at, I forget where he won, but he did win this year um, driving that car. But then normally it's not a top 10 running car. So it depends how much like Stewart, is it going to be a Stewart Haas car or not? I think that's the big question. But I don't think either, even if it's a Stuart Haas car, I don't think she finishes in the top 20. She did in the top 20 in trucks. And trucks, after like 15 and in, it's, it's they're driving around lawnmowers in yeah. the back of trucks.
0: And she's got some quality equipment. And it's
1: yeah.
0: constantly in the back um you know we saw her st louis i she started on the front row and then just like three laps in sinking like a stone to the back of the yeah, pack
1: so yeah off pitch strategy she got lucky with the way the cautions ran she just yeah like you said sunk
0: it's a shame too because like i think it'd be good for the sport if she's good and obviously she's really popular it's just boy it's well, she's my
1: favorite driver
0: yeah there you go <laughs> for obvious <laughs> moving on uh yeah xfinity another really good one uh aj allmendinger wins that one and i think uh i mean it doesn't really matter now because he's already going to the next round but uh i think that's my favorite uh to win the uh, roval this week for xfinity because now he doesn't have to worry about stage points and uh you know he can he it stinks with the or the stage breaks have to come on these road courses. I think it ruins them a bit because if you go for the stage points, you kind of take away your chance from winning. But now he can just focus on trying to win the race. Doesn't have to worry about points racing. It's one of the he's probably the best road course race there is. So um, he'd be my favorite next week. But he finally gets a plate race win. Got a little help from his teammate. Got a very aggressive push there near the end. And I don't know if you saw the movie, he mate. So he's on the inside. He was getting a pretty good push uh, and. I thought he had a chance to clear uh, up top, um, you know, throw a block, and he didn't. He waited, and then he got another big push, and then he finally made the move. Almost a more difficult move the second time around uh, when he did it, but he got to the finish line, and uh, he finally wins at a super speedway. So good for Dinger. Um, and I think he's showing he's an all-around race car driver. I mean, you know... People forget that he was an open wheel racer before going to NASCAR, Uh, and you know he's really talented. He gets, like I said, people just think of him as a road course racer, but I think he's showing he can win on all different types of tracks, and he's going to be calling full time next year. And I think it's a good move. I think he's a solid driver, an underrated driver as well.
1: This career rejuvenation that he had after um, getting released from JTG Doherty, i mean, he was out of the sport. Yeah, and then he comes in part time. Only races, he's, they say he's only going to run a few road courses, wins. Then they say, oh, we'll give you a chance at Atlanta, and that was before it was a super speedway. He wins there, so then he wins an oval. Um, not only like that, in the Cup Series, he did win at Watkins Glen, I think. Indy, Indy For, road course. At, uh, 47.
0: Oh, okay, that's right, that's
1: right, that's right. And then, so then he comes full-time in Xfinity, is a perennial championship contender. Last year, he wins in Indianapolis, and now he's back in the full-time Cup Series ride with College Racing. And three years ago, he was almost out of the sport. Unbelievable. And at his age, at his age, too. I mean, it's not like he was a young guy who, oh, you know, he fizzled out and got a second chance. He's an older guy. And he, you know, took advantage of the opportunities, even though they, you know, he made the most of his little part-time schedule and turned it into a career rejuvenation that i don't think we'll ever see ever again i really don't think we'll see a reju- yeah. rejuvenation a comeback like that ever again they should make a movie about it a 30 for 30 or something
0: yeah you're right and i think the big difference is it looks like he's having fun and because i think especially yeah. like his years at red bull like you could tell like that ride was kind of terrible you could tell he was frustrated obviously he had some of his uh, off the track issues there but uh you know he's having fun driving again, and he's got some quality equipment, at least on the Xfinity side, and he's making the most of it. I I completely agree. It's, it's a,
1: yeah, he's forty years old. Yeah. So
0: is he I mean, really? I didn't even realize he was that old.
1: Yeah, he is that old. I mean, this might be a one or two year thing, but even then, it's still really cool to see.
0: Um, uh, and on finally, onto the Cup side. First week, we we Cup is getting buried in the headlines. So this was an interesting race for me. Because, you know, it was not your, I I usually have pretty strong opinions one way or the other, like whether I enjoyed the race or not. And I was very torn on this one. It's not your typical Talladega race. I think the whole time you're kind of waiting for the big one, so to speak. Never really came. They're running two by two most of the way. And I'm not saying it needs a wreck to be a good race. I actually appreciated the fact that they didn't wreck and, and, you know, they were racing all the way to the finish. But two by two almost the entire time. They could not get a third lane going. It was a track position race. You couldn't. It was very hard to move up in the field. I mean, we saw it with Logano. He, he kind of went back and he was kind of waiting for the wreck, too. He just couldn't move up in the field. Like Bubba Wallace, another guy, a uh, pretty good super speedway racer, and he, he couldn't move up either. So uh, it was weird in that sense. The finishes for the stages were really good, but I think with this car, it's like almost really sturdy. Like they were beating the hell out of each other in the back bumpers and not wrecking. So. Um, it was yeah it was interesting to see now the last lap was pretty entertaining uh, unfortunately chase elliott won but uh you know he made a hell of a move there uh threw a good block to get the win but yeah it was that de- it was not your typical talladega race and i think you could tell especially with all the concussion stuff and, and all this issues being raised by the drivers like they were racing scared i you know i think some of the guys like that that's why they're going two by two almost the entire way so um yeah definitely a mixed mixed bag there on uh, the talladegas um this year
1: yeah i i was disappointed too and like you said i don't want want there to be a big wreck but i want them to race hard yeah um and they really just never had that i mean the trucks they almost raced too hard i mean they were like three wide like yeah like like nine and they're like racing hard for like position 12 um and in the cup it was the opposite they just stayed single file and let it play out like that. So, um, and that you know might be the case until NASCAR figures out a safety for this car. Um, now, I think if it's especially these non-playoff guys who, or especially the playoff guys who are just looking to get points. I mean, you don't want to wreck and have a thirty-second place finish on your um, for your points. Right. Stack. So you're just trying to stay alive um, and get a top fifteen, really, to make sure you're not out of it. Is now you look at the guys um, like Christopher Bell's thirty-three um, to the negative. He needs a win yeah Points last round. Yep. And now he's out. He's. I mean, unless he wins, I think he's out.
0: Yeah. And and Logano was first in points heading into this race and he kind of waited in the back. Like you could tell he was kind of like he was racing for a bit and then they had an initial wreck with Burton. And I think he kind of got caught up with that. He lost some track position, but he was kind of waiting in the back, waiting for a wreck to happen. And and it just never came. And he went from being first in points and he lost a bunch. Uh, Ryan Blaney had a really good day. you know who also really impressed me? And I think this is another guy. We speak of guys that fly under the radar. Maybe not. Maybe it's just, maybe I just haven't noticed him. But Eric Jones is one of the best super speedway racers they have. I mean, Chase Elliott probably doesn't win that race without getting the push from Eric Jones. But he was really impressive. When he was in the front, he kept the line moving. He was pushing guys. Uh, he's a pretty, he's a good super speedway racer that, you know, you know he doesn't get mentioned like with the Kozlowskis and Wallace's when you think Stenhouse that are yeah. like good at super speedways. Eric Jones is right up there. He's one of the best.
1: Yeah, he, he, he's won he won Summer Daytona once, I believe. I think because he has three wins. This year he had the win at Darlington, and then I think he won.
0: Darlington again. The
1: Southern 500, and then he, he I think that was his second Southern 500. Yes,
0: win. yes it was.
1: And then he won Summer Daytona once when he was at the twenty. But yeah, I mean, he always seems to be up front with that forty three, uh, Chevy Camaro. So I was very, I'm, I've always been impressed by him at all at all times this year. I think he kind of got the short end of the stick with the twenty car. I think uh, it was just a bad crew chief driver pairing that they probably could have given him another chance for. Um, but yeah, I've I've been very impressed by him this year, and his, like you said, his super speedway talent is is really good. He, he's got a lot of talent.
0: Uh, you know, finally, Chase Elliott, first driver to playoff driver to win a race. Um, And, you know, he had, a, he had a good drive there as well. So he is locked into the next round. Uh, Before we go on to the playoff predictions, I guess, for round three or our Charlotte preview, this is something I wanted to get into. So early in the year, you know, I was kind of drinking the Kool-Aid with the next-gen car. Uh, I thought it had a good debut um, early in the season. It's been great on the intermediate tracks. We saw some really good racing early on. And, and now it's kind of uh the luster is kind of worn off and, and i think a lot of the drivers were quiet early on but we're hearing a lot of guys being outspoken and we talked about how they're scared to wreck it, there's obvious safety issues with the car if you hit the wall backwards or, or going in any like rear impact uh you're getting some serious damage super speedway racing like i said it was tough to pass on that it's been horrible on the short tracks it's really only been an upgrade on the intermediate so uh, they they kind of have a problem with this car. I don't know if you can, like, o- fully overhaul it and get a new one just because uh, it's so expensive, but they, they might have a problem here with the next-gen car. I'm interested to hear what uh, your thoughts are on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the big problem with the Gen 6 is it was good at short tracks. Um, I thought it was good pack racing at super speedways, but it was awful at the mile-and-a-halves. Um, this car is, like, the opposite. Um, I think the races, I think... A lot of, early in the year, like Fontana, Michigan race. I mean, those were racetracks where it's like, uh, you know, Fontana for so many years has been a bleh of a race, and so has Michigan. Um, And they've rejuvenated those tracks. Kansas, there was really good racing. Um, Las Vegas has had good racing. Um, But first Martinsville race. Martinsville is one of the most exciting races of the year. Um, And that was... Not very no good. No unwatchable. Um, I think the problem is... I think maybe they... Because right now they're running the same packages, um, except for the super speedways, but the same package for the intermediates that they are the short tracks. Maybe you ramp up the horsepower, power, take away some of the downforce on the short tracks. That the, that's what they did with the Gen 6. Um, But then you'll have... That makes it more expensive, which is kind of an inverse of what the next gen is about. But I mean... I think you just got to, I think you got to try out different packages and see what works. I mean, especially for the short track racing. Um, so the safety um, things too need to be increased. Obviously. I mean, you, I mean, Bowman and Bush are out with Bush has been out forever. Um, and now Cody Ware he broke his foot. So he'll be out at the roll hole too. Um, so the safety stuff, they got to get rid of experiment with some different packages and fix up the safety stuff. And I think it'll be fine. I think, a lot of it has just been condensed. Because in the beginning of the year, we were lauding this car. Mm-hmm. And now in the last few weeks, it's kind of shown some negatives. Work on it. It's not a total disaster. Yeah, It's not like this has been a horrible season. Just make some tweaks. Um, don't be afraid to experiment, and you'll be fine, I think.
0: And, you know, it, it did do what it was supposed to do. They wanted more parity in the sport, and look how many different winners we've had this season. So, I mean, it did accomplish partly what it was to do. Also, you made up, you mentioned Cody Ware. Props to him, man. You don't say this often, but that's one tough son of a bitch. I mean, he had no reason to race the Talladega. One of the most dangerous tracks there is. He's out of the playoffs. We all know he's going to probably run in the back. Uh, and you know, after that violent collision at Texas, he's back in the car with some torn ligaments. Uh, I think he had a broken... uh, He broke something. Uh, You know, he dinged up foot and, you know, he's strapped in the car going to 200 miles an hour, so props to him. Uh, he will be out for next week. Um, so we go to Charlotte and now it's kind of interesting because Bowman's basically out for the year, so he will not be racing. So that's one guy eliminated. Uh, Elliott's locked in. So really it's gonna be three three more guys getting eliminated here uh, or yeah basically three more guys getting eliminated bell's in trouble i think toyota car on a road course now he's been pretty good at the road courses i don't see him winning though uh, byron needs to get some points and then you got briscoe and cendrick right there near the bottom two and i think suarez is plus 14 so he's in an okay position but still not safe by any means yet um, who do you have getting knocked out uh, this round
1: uh, I think, I, I don't see, man. I think, I actually think Byron has a chance of escaping depending on how Cindric does. I don't think, I think that Cindric's going to beat Briscoe. Briscoe, I don't think is that he's terrible uh, everywhere. He's winner. Stuart Haas hasn't had great speed all year. So I think Briscoe, he's technically good. He's tied with Cindric on the points. Um, so ours is plus 12. I think he gets through it, I think he get grabs stage points. Um, and points his way in. The problem is, is that, like, Bella isn't a must win, and then Byron have to prove plus 11. So really, as long as, like, guys like Kyle Larson, he's plus 18, Logano's plus 18, and everyone else is plus 20 and up, as long as you don't DNF, you're through. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of those guys will just take stage points, finish top 20, call it a day. Um, so I don't see a lot of movement. Um, Man, this is tough. You know what? I'm going to pick Cindric. I'm going to pick Cindric. I think he's a better road course racer. I think Penske is going to come out um, and bring fast race cars. Um, I just don't – William Byron's never been able to get it done for me. Uh, he is just like – he he's in the best equipment. We see Larson winning it. We see Elliott have five wins. And Byron's just – he's just so disappointing to me. Um, him and Bowman, I think – I just I think are so disappointing to me. And I, I just don't see him getting through. So I'm going to pick Byron Bell, Bowman, and Briscoe. All the Bs are gone. Except for Blaney. Blaney stays.
0: But yeah, yeah. there you go. And Sendrick, I think, you know, good road course racer too with Sendrick. now I think it's interesting. Now, if you're a guy on the bubble like that, do you go for the win thinking like, you know, if I win, I'm in and you get a top 10, you're getting a decent amount of points? Or do you go for the points... Go for the big points day there. If you're a crew chief,
1: I think it, I think this one's different. I think you can do both. I think if you say, "Listen, we have a we have a top, if, if you have a top five car, if Austin Cindric, if they qualify well, and you're you race and you say, "Hey, we have a top five car. This race is long enough. This track is long enough to where you can go for stage points and go for a win." Um, just because it is such a long race, stage three is very long that I think that if you're fast enough. That you'll be able to do all three. Um, Now, if you have like, if you're, now that's if you're on like the bubble there um, and you have a really fast car. Now, it depends what everyone else is doing too. You have to race kind of with what they're doing. So if you're saying, oh, like Byron's doing really well, he's racking up these stage points. I think we have a top 10 car, maybe a top 5 car. Um, But we're not doing well on the points right now. We just got to go for the win. Hope we get a caution or some track position and able to win it that way. Um, It might be like that. That's probably more for a Byron if you see Sendrick racking up stage points and you know you're probably not going to get it on the points. Um, I think that's the way you go. Um, So I think there's a lot of different strategies. I think it's going to be depending where your opponents are running. Um, But we'll see. It's always interesting, the strategies put out. I mean, we saw that at Indy. Chris Buescher's car was on fire, and he finished eight. <laughs> yeah. So so you'll never know. And you never know here at the Roble. Larson was wrecked, and he was in the negatives, and he ended up winning the race. Chase Elliott had his entire back torn off, um, and he ended up getting through fine. So you never know. This race is long. The Robo is always crazy. These elimination races are always crazy.
0: I got, um, I got Byron getting through. I think he's going to step up this one. He's got the better equipment cindric has been a little inconsistent despite being the good road course racer so uh i got bowman out uh briscoe out um Cindric out and then bell out as well don't think he gets the win bonus here too i think in you know it's not it's a pretty you know it's not going out on a limb here it's not like some hot take but i, I got um uh, chase Elliott winning this one too because i think it's the same thing with dinger i think we're gonna see two repeat winners at least one of the two both of them excellent road course racers. Uh, both of them are going to have pretty good equipment. Both of them don't have to worry about points. Uh, so I think that's going to help him, uh, you know, especially when the, the pit, with the pit cycles and everything. He doesn't have to cycle to the back as much. And, you know, he's been... Dangerously close to a couple road wins. Road America finished second. Arguably had the best car there. He was in the lead most of the race, and then uh, Watkins Glen, he got knocked out of the way by his own teammate. So I, I think this is the this is the one. He finally gets his road course win, and then obviously Dinger, we know what we can do. So that's who I have uh, winning this week. You got
1: a pick? You got a pick? Who's your? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chase too. Um, he's been on a roll all throughout the summer. Had a bad last round and was struggling this round in the first race of the round, um, but he won last week. He's so good at these roval type courses, on road courses in general, but these roll like the Daytona road course, he always, he, I think, no, I didn't win the second one, but he was running up top, both of them. We've um, won at the Rollable before. I just think he wins this
0: one. Yeah, I mean, that's why those regular season points are so uh, important. But I mean, that's just the way these playoffs have gone. It's just to survive in advance. I mean, you look at Suarez, for example, he only had one top 10 in round one. I think this is the second top 10 was in Daytona. And, you know, you just got to point your way through. It doesn't have to be pretty all the time. All right, finally, wrapping things up, we're going to do wrap of the week. Last week, Close one. So close. It was a 50-50 split on the Twitter poll. So our first tie. Um, I'll let you go. Not a whole lot of new paint schemes this week, but I will give you the first dibs. Uh, who do you got as your wrap of the week?
1: It's tough because the Sunny D car was back out on that Chevy Camaro, the 47 Chevy Camaro, Ricky Sennhouse Jr. That car is one for me before. Yep. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick's Bush Light Camo Car for the for the Hunters, I guess. Um, it said something else on there this week. Wingman.
0: It was, know, wingman. it was something Wingman. It was like um, it's like Wingman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, Wingman. Um, it's camo. It's got beer. Um, I always love when the Bush Light, when they always have the special cans that come out. I wish more beer did that. Um, I don't even like drinking Bush Light. I don't like it, but I always buy it when they have these special cans because of the special cans. The poor the farmers can the John Deere can. I love them all. Um, the Bush Apple so car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Kevin Har- Harvick's Bush Wingman car.
0: I am dipping into Xfinity for the first time, but we are keeping it with the alcohol theme. I'm going with Parker Kligerman's Big Machine Racing spiked Chevrolet. Uh, you know, it's got the lemonade at the front. It's got the, the vodka in the back. It's got the spiked and kind of the cool font. I just think it's a sharp car. Parker Klingerman a pretty good run, too, at Daytona. Uh, he kind of helped Dinger to win. They, they, he was uh, locked on. Oh, who's his teammate? Who's the other colleague guy? Um, Landon? Landon. Yeah. yeah, he, honestly, Castle deserved a win. He was the one that pushed uh Dinger to the win. But locked on to Landon Castle was Parker Klingerman. And he had a very good run. But I, yeah, I think it was the, the 48 car. I think it was pretty sharp. So that is what I'm going with. Uh, Because not a whole lot of original ones uh, this week in the cup world. Uh, That's all. I I will say,
1: though, Parker Klingerman, one of the most underrated guys. I hope he gets a full-time ride next year somewhere. He wholeheartedly deserves it.
0: Yeah, picked up a truck win earlier this year at Mid-Ohio, too. He has a pretty good gig going with the television job. I I agree, he does deserve it. But, like, he only gets to run a couple races a year. He's got a great gig for NBC. So, I mean... Who knows? I mean, you think he takes it if they offered him a full-time ride?
1: I mean, he's still young yet. Um, It depends. If it's full-time and it's like a good ride, I think he does. But like that 75 truck, that's like an underfunded truck. They still found a way to win. But I think if like those Xfinity cars that run like 25th or 20th, I don't think he takes that. I think you got to go, if he's going full-time, he's got to be with a contender.
0: All I, right, I'm going to leave us with this. NASCAR fans complain a lot, especially on Twitter. I mean, they complain about their sport more than anyone else. Some justified, some not. But I will tell you what, the most popular racing series in the world, Formula One. I woke up early this week, this Sunday. Woke up at 7 a.m. to watch the Singapore Grand Prix. Let me tell you, you think NASCAR has some problems. It's raining, right? They have wet tires in Formula One, yet there was still an hour delay for some odd reason. They have a penalty with the safety car with, with Checo Perez where they don't know if he's going to get penalized or not till the end of the race. And it seemed pretty cut and dry. Like, was he too close to the safety car or not? So, they're like, hey, you got to get a five-second gap here just in case they penalize you. So, after the race, we're like, we're waiting around. We don't actually know if we saw the actual winner or not. It was single file most of the time. There was hardly any passing. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, he, you think NASCAR's got some problems. Formula One, the supposedly best racing series in the world, I, I see a lot of issues there as well. So, you know, it could be a lot worse NASCAR fan.
1: And did you see they didn't even have jet dryers? They had guys with brooms.
0: They're like squeegee. <laughs> it was sad.
1: It was awful. And the season's over. I mean, they're not not—they're not even racing for a championship at this point. They haven't been since the summer. No. it It's the pinnacle in motorsport only with the cars. The cars are engineering like genius. But the drivers, I mean, for someone with a super license program that they have, they let in some bums. Like- you tell
0: me Colton Herta couldn't get a ride. Like, that is ridiculous to me. The fact that he could not get a ride. Well, they hate Americans over there, too. But, I mean, yeah. You see all these Formula One fans complaining at Watkins. Oh, there's a rain delay. How come you can't race in the rain? Well, I mean, they didn't sing in poor either. That's all we have for you. Thank you so much, Pat. Uh, you know, we'll reconvene after Charlotte. See how it goes and who is left. After the round of eight. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week.